Hello, hello, and welcome to the Art of Brilliance podcast, our first episode of the new year. I hope you all had a brilliant end to 2016, and you're all fired up for making 2017 the best year of your life. To kick us off today, we're going to have a chat to Dr. Happy himself, Mr. Andy Cope. Andy has got a few tips and stories that can help us get into the right gear for the weeks and months ahead, and hopefully let us tick off some of those new year resolutions. So without further ado, let's welcome the man himself. Hello, Andy. Well, hi there. How are you doing? Not too bad, thank you. Sir, yourself? Good, good. I'm very good indeed. Very good and very excited. The start of a new year. I know. New resolutions. 2017. Ooh. Crept upon Ooh. us, didn't it? It, 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 it did, mate, but... Um... I thought we could maybe just do some stuff around resolutions and how to have the best year of your entire life. How would that go as a podcast? Yeah, I think that'd work for me, mate. That'd work for me. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, this, my 2017 started quite interesting, actually. Um, I, I don't know if you found this, but everyone seems to sort of completely change, you know, their character, you know, before Christmas and afterwards. They're very, very different. I, I, I was in one stop uh, just a couple of days ago. Um, just before the Christmas period and uh, the chap behind the desk he had his Christmas hat on he was having a wonderful time there was Christmas music I thought this is the spirit of Christmas and he was really really excited um, and then we've been in again the last couple of days now you know everyone's back to work and my gosh he's the most miserable man alive <laughs> literally it just his face is dropped his, his hair's a mess he's, he just doesn't care anymore and I, thought, I thought something was wrong with him I said oh is everything alright and he just went well it's January isn't it and I didn't know what to say to that I mean, yeah, what's, what's well, changed, mate? I mean, we, we changed a, le- a number, and it's all gone wrong. <laughs> well, this is kind of post-Christmas blues, isn't it? January is always a tough month because they always have this thing called Blue Monday, don't they, where they've calculated mm. that there's a Monday in January and the credit card bills come in and you're carrying an extra stone of weight and the, the euphoria of Christmas has gone by. So um, if we address a bit of that today, then that will be good. I'll tell you what, should we start with something that I don't do very often, but I had a phone call yesterday from... Um, one of our customers, who's a very high street, uh, sorry, very famous high street name. Okay. I won't name them, but they rang me up and said, "Andy, we've, we're doing some stuff trading, and we'd really like to include something that we've read in the Art of Being Brilliant called Jimmy's Diary." Okay. Um, and that took me back to, you know, we've got this resource here. We've got this, uh, which I think is a really cool story, that we never use it. We never use it. And I, and I thought, well, maybe we could start the podcast with that. And it's not your riotous laugh, full of fun stuff. I just thought, if you're uh, I could tell you a little story. Are you sitting comfortably? Yes, yes. I've then, got my feet then, are up. Then let's begin. Cup of coffee. Let's okay. go. Okay. So you have to picture. The, I won't read the whole thing, but you have to picture the scene. It's about an old guy, a very old guy actually, and he's creeping around in the attic. It's full of cobwebs. It's quite not very well lit, and he's looking for a particular photograph of his wife. Who and the story makes it clear that she's passed away. So he's on his own, alone in this big house, rummaging around in the attic. So I'll read it. Setting aside one of the dusty albums, he pulled from the box what appeared to be a diary from his son's childhood. He couldn't recall ever having seen it before, or even the fact that his son had kept a diary. Opening the yellowed pages, he glanced over the entries, smiling. His eyes shone and he chuckled aloud. He realised he wasn't just reading the words, he could hear them spoken by his young son, who'd grown up far too fast in this very house. In the utter silence of the attic, the earliest words of a six-year-old worked their magic and the old man was carried back to a time almost forgotten. The spidery handwriting reflected on important issues for a six-year-old. School, football, holidays, arguments with his big sister. But there was also an accompanying um, memory that his son's simple recollections of those days didn't tally with his own. He remembered that he kept a business diary of around the same time. So he closed his son's journal and turned to leave, 
Hunched over to keep from bumping his head on the beams, the old man stepped down the wooden stairway to his office. He wasn't sure what creaked most, the stairs or his knees. He opened a glass cabinet door, reached in and sought his business diary. He placed the journals side by side. His was leather bound, his name embossed in gold. His son's was tatty and frayed with a hand-drawn picture on the front. The old man ran a bony finger across the name Jimmy, scribbled on the cover. He opened his business journal and read some of the entries. There were notes from meetings, often very detailed. Every single day was crammed with business appointments, sometimes evenings too. He remembered back to those times. He sure was driven in his career. It was for the love of his family that he chased success so hard. The old man was drawn to an entry much shorter than the rest. In his own neat handwriting were these words. Wasted a whole day fishing with Jimmy. Didn't catch a thing. With a deep sigh and a shaking hand, he took Jimmy's journal and found the boy's entry for the same day, June the 4th. Large scrawling letters pressed deep into the paper read, went fishing with my dad. Best day of my life. Gulp. Right. So, as I said, we're not expecting anybody to be laughing at that story because that is, I guess, when you come on the art of being brilliant, we we sort of we can do the fun and the frivolous and the and the funny aspect of the art of being brilliant and, and the science of happiness. But actually, what we're really about is the essence of that story. And sometimes it takes one of our customers to point out to us that actually it's quite some quite profound stuff there because that's about life. It's about this four thousand weeks we keep banging on about the average lifespan to the people listening to this podcast is a paltry 4,000 weeks. Deadly serious stuff. Goodness me. That's 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 quite a deep story, isn't it? Especially the two different perspectives on the thing as well. It, it is, mate. It comes back to some stuff that we spoke about in the previous co- po- podcast from the, the movie Sixth Sense. If you watch Sixth Sense, it's one of those movies you have to watch it twice to really get it. But there's a really classic line halfway through there where <laughs> it's really spooky stuff where the hair's on the back of my neck stand on end. This little boy says to Bruce Willis, I see dead people. I'm thinking, you know, I see them as well. That guy in one stop you're talking about, he was alive in December, <laughs> but he's dead in January. And, the only, and it doesn't make any sense. We're hurtling through life at 100 miles an hour. Your weeks are zipping by in a blur. And I don't want to get to the point of being that old man rummaging around in the attic to, to get the importance that I've got to be alive now. I've got to be totally awake now. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. I've started finding myself, I don't know if you've done this before, if you've stopped being able to do it now, but found myself sort of going, um, oh, guys, do you remember when we did this? You know, it was only a couple of years ago, and it finds, it's actually, it was like 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. Oh, my God, where's that time gone? And it's absolutely flown by. And the memory's still quite sort of fresh in my head, but when you look back and think, God, that is actually a really long time ago. Well, I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what, dude. I, I, um, I, did, I can remember doing a session in London a few years ago now, and I put, I put there's about 400 people in the audience and I put the question out to them I was really excited when was the last time you felt fantastic when was the last time you felt happy and so full of vivacity and passion that you felt you could take on the world and this lady put her hand up and shouted out 1973 I'm like well that's a lifetime ago that she felt great now and I guess ultimately what what I'd like to do seeing as we're kicking off in January and we have blue Monday and all that nonsense let's look at some resolutions shall we or some some top tips on how to have the best year of your life That'd be great for me, mate, because it's like you say, it's standard Christmas stuff. I've come out of Christmas stone heavy, you know, <laughs> walking places, running. It's not, it's not, you know, I've got all these plans for 2017. But ultimately, it's like you say, it's down to just being, you know, making sure that we're feeling positive, feeling happy. So give me some tips. Give me some tips. Give the listeners some tips. What can we do? Well, do you know, talk about the, the weight thing is we're all carrying a bit, aren't we, you know, in January. And I think it, a little bit counterintuitively is what, well, what we do is we make resolutions really hard work. The reason we can't keep a resolution 
resolution is trying to lose weight. I've got to go to the gym. I've got to stop drinking. It all requires me some effort and some hard work. Now, a little bit, and it's a bit weird, this one is, but actually counterintuitively, what you'll find. So we're putting happiness off. I call it a weight problem. And it's not it's not weight as in weight. It's weight. I've got weight problem. No, mate. no, it's not that weight problem, mate. It's W-A-I-T. It's <laughs> okay. weight as in we've got a weight problem of our... I'm waiting to be happy. When I've lost a stone, then I'll be happy. When I've got fit, then I'll be happy. And essentially what you'll find is if you're happy now and you can find ways to feel great in the first place, then then it's less of a chore achieving your goals. So, so rather than putting your happiness off to some point in the future, it's you've got to find ways of feeling great now. And if you can feel great now, there's this kind of psychological thing called broaden and build. And what broaden and build basically says is that when you're in that really positive mode, then your brain will literally switch on and it becomes creative. It becomes solution focused. It, be, it Your life becomes a lot easier. So it becomes a lot easier to lose weight when you found a way to feel happy now. But of course, the question then comes back, well, how can I be happy now when I'm carrying an extra stone? So if we try and approach some of those. Um, but I always think the solution is to be happy first. So so the question is, how the challenge is, how do we do that? Um, so go back to a session that I ran in a course in a, a school in Cardiff yesterday, and it was fantastic, 120 uh, staff and teaching staff from across the school. And I asked them, what stops you being happy? Right? And I got an answer back that I've never had before, which is a really interesting answer. This guy put his hand up and in a very thoughtful mode, he said, he said, because I'm a responsible adult. Okay, and and that really takes me somewhere kind of psychologically. So he's not happy because he's a responsible adult. And I, I that for me then I said, well, okay, we need to change that persona. And I, I want you to maybe think of yourself as being an inspirational adult instead of a responsible adult. Now it doesn't mean just because you're an inspirational adult doesn't mean you can't be responsible, but it means this recog recognition that you are contagious. Uh, and once again, I know some stuff we picked up on podcasts from back back in the day. But actually, this when you're an inspirational adult, when you set out to be the best version of yourself, then that inspiration leaks out of you into the people around you. And I would set your goal out in 2017 to be an inspirational adult instead of a responsible adult. And I like that. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a nice one. That's, yeah, a lot of people that I speak to say that, you know, it's kind of, oh, I pay taxes now. You know, I've got a mortgage. Since they're kind of growing up as sort of associated with those sorts of things. And as a result, they kind of feel like, you know, they're not as happy as they were when they were younger. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, let me give you a, a, another example. And it's an example from a, a session that I did in Sheffield. And it was with year sixes who were what, they, about 10 years old. And I was with them for two consecutive days doing the art of being brilliant in schools. And uh, so I had a really good time with them in the morning, you know, day one. And then they went out for playtime at morning break. And I went in the staff room and did what you do. You have a coffee and you make the small talk with the staff. And we looked out, we looked out the window and there's 500 kids tearing around like mad things. And having a time of their life, then the whistle goes and they all stand like statues. And then they get corralled back into, into, <laughs> into, into the school. So it's like, you know, you've had your fun. You've had your fun out there. Okay. We're going to knock that back out to your back to the classroom <laughs> where it's not going to be. Anyway, put that all aside. And I, th I watched it. It took 60 seconds. It was beautifully marshaled. Right, but all the enthusiasm knocked out of them back into school. So I went back in with, the, with these kids and I said, okay, guys, I just watched you out. It was fantastic. I said, tomorrow we're going to do an experiment. And what we're going to do is at break time tomorrow, because I'm back again tomorrow, we're going to send all the staff out for playtime and we are going to go in the staff room. And the, the kids say, well, you can't do that. You can't do that. I said, watch <laughs> me, watch me. So we made it. So the next day I had a word with the head teacher. Morning break time came around. 55 staff, we sent them out into the playground. 
and all 30 kids we sent there we me and the kids inhabited the staff room oh, it was fantastic right because they were getting high on quality street and black coffee and <laughs> having the time of their lives the it was forbidden getting, area getting a bit hyper and i said okay kids hang on calm down calm down just come up come here and look out the window look at this so we all kind of 30 kids lined up looking pressing their noses up against the window like you do when you're a kid pulling faces and there was we looked out there and there was 55 adults stood motionless in the playground not knowing what to do with themselves and we just watched them doing they were doing nothing they were just drinking coffee and just standing around there was no stuck in the mud there was no tig there was no football there was no playing doctors and nurses there was no there was no fun they were just stood there waiting for the bell to go and chloe one of these little girls she just looked at me she said Dan, andy she said she says look at him she says why are they not playing and i said chloe i, th- I think do you know i think they've just forgotten and i think i put, put back to your point that you just said is that we get part of the happiness agenda. A huge part of the happiness agenda is not anything new. Is about take, peeling back some of the layers that we get added to us and getting back to that default position that we know. You know, when did jumping in puddles become a bad idea? If you can trace your life back to then, that's when we started to get a bit responsible <laughs> adult instead responsible of inspirational adult. adult. So get back to it. Get back to that sense of joy and that sense of uh, passion on a daily basis. I love that. I love you've said this before, haven't you? You kind of you're born perfect, and we kind of we learn some bad habits as sort of we grow up. And I guess the further you regress back to childhood, the kind of more default sort of state your brain's in. Well, I kind of love doing. Yeah, things. no, absolutely. I, we and in our books and our workshops, we we don't talk about personal development anymore. We call it personal remembering. Yeah, remember where you used to be. Let's do it. Just go and do it. Starting each day with a kind of fresh attitude to, you know, here's another opportunity for me to make a bit of a dent in the universe and for the inspirational version of me to leak out and inspire the people around you. If you understand that your happiness and your well-being is not only good for you and your health and your sanity and your well-being, but it also impacts on the people closest to you, then then why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you at least put a little modicum of effort into being the best version of yourself? Right, I've, I've, you know me very well, mate, and I know you and I love you to bits and you know that it's taken me 12 years to not quite get a phd right so i'm not the cleverest person you know right but but i've only just twigged and maybe i've only just twigged that wherever i go i'm there and and I, some of our listeners will be way ahead of me on this and they'll be like has he only just realized so i'll be standing at a queue in tesco's and going oh my gosh i'm in tesco's then i get i'm in my car and i go oh my gosh i'm in my car i can't escape from me and you can't escape from you. And whoever's listening to this podcast, you can't, can't escape you from yourself. So if you're going to be stuck with yourself all day, every day, you may as well be inspiring. Yeah. No, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry I'm excited, mate. Because it's... <laughs> no, no, you should be excited, mate. Well, it's better than being you know, stuck with yourself and being miserable. Well, it, it, yeah, but how many people do you know who are like that? And I, I've got Too a, many people. I'm about, Too many. I'm about to do a radio interview right, with, a, with a very well-known radio station. I'm going to talk to them about what I call Cloud Nine. And I love Cloud Nine because Cloud Nine basically suggests this. The answers to you being inspired, you already know all the answers. You already know what you need to do. So what I want to imagine is there's a little version of you sitting up on a cloud up there today, right? So with you maybe sitting there nice and comfortably in a lovely cotton ball cloud with your legs kicking over the side, right? And you're surveying the world beneath you. And that little version of you up there is looking down upon you today. It's looking down at the real version of you. It's looking down at all the human beings scurrying around like mad things. And amongst those 7 billion people, they've got their eye on you, right? And that little version of you up there looking down on you today, watching you going about your life, what advice would that little person up there give 
the version of you today? How would that version of you looking down suggest that you think? How would it suggest you go about your life? How would it suggest that you that you run your 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 to do list? And I tell you what, it wouldn't it wouldn't it would say stop rushing around like a headless chicken and start being start being inspiring, <laughs> wouldn't it? It's simple. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you know what? You've actually just kind of, I've just had one of those moments when my head clicks, you know, because I've got quite a bit of work to do this week. And I was thinking, oh, God, I don't know how to do this. God knows how I'll fit this all in in one week. And then when you're just sort of talking to that guy, I sort of, I imagine you're just going, just write it all down, what you've got to do, and, you know, put it down to some certain hours of the day. Yeah. Job done. Well, you're right. The answer's already in there, isn't it? It's just kind of. You already know. The the, the other counterintuitive one is as as a kind of 2017 resolution, if you like, is I would suggest that you do less, but that you be more. And what I mean by that is everybody on the planet nowadays, we're so busy, infected with busyness, that we've got a to-do list. And, you, you you know, we had a chat before the podcast. You're rushing around. I'm rushing around. We've both got to-do lists longer than both arms. And we are never going to get through everything on our to-do list. And I would I, – I, I'm not saying your to-do list is not important, but there's something over the other side that I call your to-be list. And your to-be list, I would argue, is pretty much everything as your 4,000 weeks goes by. Because your to-be list is quite challenging. It requires you to point the finger back at yourself and say, okay, honestly, and I mean honestly, who pointing the finger back at yourself, who am I being while I'm doing that stuff? Am I being stressed and rushed off my feet and a bit, you know, angry with myself and not being able to catch up and carrying a stone? Am I being a bit, you know, stressed out? Or am I being inspired and inspiring am i being positive am i being creative am i being solution focused am i being the best example of me that i possibly can be because if you can be your best self on a regular basis then spookily enough mate you get more done so more of you to do stuff gets ticked off but ultimately and the last time i want to mention this four thousand weeks thing the average lifespan is at the end of your four thousand weeks right there's going to be a bit of a do with some sandwiches right and they're going to be talking about you all right and they're not going to be talking about your to-do list they're going to be talking about who you've been as part of their lives and once again there's no laughs in that mate but that is ultimately where the science of positive psychology and the art of being brilliant and all the stuff that falls out of what we do yes it's delivered with laughs but my gosh it's really not funny um because it's about four thousand weeks Wow, I mean that that four thousand weeks number really hits home every time I hear it. And actually, every new year is just another fifty-two weeks used up, isn't it? So I guess there really isn't any better time than now to stop waiting around for things to happen and actually just to start cracking on. Okay, can we finish then with with a big thing about cracking on? Because we always talk about goals and resolutions, and of course, yeah, you know, everybody talks about goals, and I think goals have got a bit of a bad press, really. I think we're doing them all wrong. Right? I remember having spent twelve years interviewing happy people. They do, they do set goals. <laughs> But they don't set piffling little smart objectives, you know, the specific, measurable, achievable. <laughs> I've normally nodded off at the end of that, yeah? They set what I call hugs, right? And a hug is a huge, unbelievably great goal. It's a thing that is on the edges of your achievability. It's something that inspires you. It's, sometimes I've heard them called Everest goals, right? And an Everest, has anybody ever climbed Everest? Yes but not many people. So it is doable, but only just. So I would set yourself in 2017 something to achieve this year that makes your knees shake with excitement. And then I would take, once you've got your goal and you can picture it, then you do what David Taylor says, right? One of my heroes of personal development. David Taylor says, goal setting is a four-thing process. Ask yourself, where am I now? Where do I want to be? What have I got to do to get there? And do it. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I've never straight to the point. Well, I've never heard anything so simple in all my life, mate. Just do it. You already know. Take Just the advice it. from Cloud Nine and do it. And while you're setting your goals, also lose the word try because try just completely negates everything i will try and lose weight in january no you won't i will lose weight in january yes you might i will try and get a bit fitter no you won't i will get fitter yes you stand a better chance so i think yoda can we finish with yoda little green fella he knew some stuff he said something like there is uh, do or do not there is no try that was yoda wasn't it yeah, yeah, that's. Well, and I know you've got a soft spot for Yoda, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> you know me and my Star Wars fella. That's, <laughs> that's really interesting you said that because I was going to tell you my New Year's resolutions and I've written them down. And you know what? They all say, "Try" at the start. Okay, just that's cross the word "try" out, and then and give me a ring back at the end of February, and you'll have sorted them, mate. Oh, uh, actually, on the final, final, final note, can I leave you with? I'm very influenced recently by the thinking of a guy called Sidney Banks. We need to do a podcast just purely on the work of Sid Banks at one point. But Sid Banks pretty much is one of the most amazing uh, people I know, and he's a normal guy. And sadly, he died in the 90s. But he said this, and this is ultimately, I think, what The Ottoman Brilliant is all about. His quote is something like, we have the most wonderful job in the world. We find people in various stages of sleep, and then we tap them on the shoulder, and we be with them and, and wake them up to the magnificence of life. And I think it's that 2017 tapping you on the shoulder. Wakey, wakey. I love that. What a, what a profound quote. That's fantastic. Yeah, well, this is it. 2017 It's the year for, for doing things, not trying things, not saying we're going to do things, not waiting, but doing things. So hopefully, you know, you've inspired a lot of people this morning. Um, as always, Andy, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Well, thanks for having me, mate. And I would like to wish all the listeners for the podcast and all the followers of Bartimene Brilliant the best year of their life. Well, folks, that's it for today. We've had a nice chat with Andy Cope about some of the ways we can help ourselves to make the most of the new year. I hope you're feeling inspired and ready for the weeks ahead, remembering we only have 4,000 of them. So let's make the next 52 something to remember. You've been listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast. This is our first one for 2017, and we're pleased to say that we'll be doing regular podcasts throughout the year, featuring some of our brilliant trainers from the Art of Brilliance team, as well as some specials now and again with some guest speakers. If you've enjoyed the podcast and want to listen to our previous ones or leave feedback or suggest some ideas, you can visit us at www.artofbrilliance.co.uk. If you sign up to our mailing list, we'll let you know every time a new podcast is available. And you can also follow us on all the usual places. And our website has got links to our pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. So I'll leave it there, wishing you a happy new year and I'll talk to you again soon.